Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning. Welcome to Asbury United Methodist Church and our 10 a.m. worship service. We had planned to be outside today, but uh, the Lord had different plans, so we're being flexible. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, my name is Doug Covert, and I'm the lay leader here at Asbury Church. In uh, the way of announcements, we have uh, three this, is, this would have been the last outdoor service, so from here forward, uh, for the foreseeable future, we will have two services here in Sanctuary, a contemporary service at 9 a.m. and a traditional service at 11 a.m. On November 4th, Wednesday, November 4th, at 7 p.m., there'll be an Advent planning workshop, and this will be conducted via Zoom. So the, uh, yeah, the announcements of the agenda uh, should have the uh, website for that soon. Next week, Reverend Archie, who is the Wilmington District Superintendent, will be preaching here at both of our services while Pastor Julie winds up her vacation. So, at this point, uh, if you would all join in, uh, in song, Our praise song is, I am thine, O Lord. We don't have music for this one, so we're going to sing it a cappella. So if you don't feel comfortable, then, you know, just listen. I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith, and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Okay, would you please join me in prayer? Creator God, We thank you for this day. This is not the weather that we had hoped for, but this is a day that you've made, 
we will rejoice and be glad in it. We ask your blessings upon the Asbury, our church and our church family. We ask that you would bless our nation's leaders at, at all levels, not just the national leaders, but all the leaders and, and politicians in, in, in the country and speak to them so that they may can be more concerned with the matters that affect the people rather than the matters that affect their careers. The upcoming election, we pray that, that you will hold your hand over the way that this nation votes. And please, Lord, there's been so much violence lately. Violence in, by people, violence in, in the weather, and the wildfires. We just, we need a break, Lord. And we ask that you would continue to bless us in that way. We thank you for all the things that you have done for us. We ask you, we thank you for the blessings that you will do for us in the future. We have faith in that. We have faith in you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. And all God's people say, amen. Okay, if you would join me in the Apostles' Creed that's printed in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he arose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Good morning. For those of you who might not know me, I am Jennifer Burns. I am the visitation intern here at Asbury. I am also the social media coordinator, so we are hoping that the tech over there is working today because I'm not there to watch it. Um, if you saw last time I preached, I was actually on crutches and a full leg brace, so I'm happy to be in front of you on two feet today and able to get up the stairs. <laughs> Our uh, scripture reading today is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. I am reading from the New International Version, which is a little bit different than what Pastor Julie typically reads from. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. Sorry, I lost my spot. 
who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though, as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you, because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. The word of God for the people of God. So last week was Lay Sunday, which is a day where we celebrate and show appreciation for non-ordained servants in our church. And we definitely needed them today with the switch from worshiping outside to coming inside the building. So for all of you, thank you for helping me make this happen. Here at Asbury, we have many of them. We have Doug Cover, our congregation lay leader, who is also a delegate to annual conference. We have Rick Horsey, who serves as our church council chairperson. Art Ricker, who oversees the church's finances and prepares the most detailed and proactive reporting I have ever seen. Um, Kristen in the church office. John Walters, who greets people at the back door of the church each and every Sunday as they arrive for worship. Walt Billings, who has served during our outdoor services as an usher and a parking attendant. And I could go on and on naming all of the people who serve our church so wonderfully, but I undoubtedly will forget some, so I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Many of you may not feel as if you are a servant or that the way you serve is impactful. Many of you consider yourself Christians, but maybe not necessarily as ministry workers. The truth is that we are all ministry workers, whether we are ordained or lay people. Let's start with a quick unofficial poll. Who enjoys praying out loud in a group? Let's see a show of hands. I don't see a whole lot of hands raised. (laughs) And this is something that is common in our Bible studies and our other gatherings. And to be completely honest with you, this is something that I have room to grow in myself as well, and that's something that I realized this week as I was meditating on the scripture that we read earlier. The opportunity to pray aloud comes up, and all of a sudden, nobody is making eye contact with the leader. If there's a pastor in the room, the group will almost certainly defer to them, as if they are the only one who is able to pray. We come up with a whole host of arbitrary rules about who, how to pick who gets to pray. The last one to arrive gets to do it. I did it last time, so today it's person X's turn. Today is Tuesday, and you're wearing a turquoise shirt, so that means you get to do it. We come up with some really creative excuses to get out of praying. Many people are afraid of praying out loud because they're afraid of coming off as boastful in their praise of the Lord for blessings. But if we are to boast of anything in this world, should it not be of the wonderful things the Lord has done for us and in all the ways that we see him in our midst? In the scripture verse we read earlier, Paul said in a letter to the church at Thessalonia that he dared to tell you of the gospel in the face of strong opposition. This letter from Paul was his defense of his, Silvanus, and Timothy's ministry to spread the gospel where it had not been heard before. 
Paul was responding to criticism of the message that he had to tell of Jesus. Those criticisms were that Paul's message was one, unclean or deceptive, that the gospel story of Jesus Christ as the Savior wasn't true, when the reality was that many doubters just didn't want to hear what Paul and the other disciples had to say. Number two, that Paul skewed his preaching in order to cater to people or that he tried to woo them with flattery about the effectiveness of their ministry. Three, that he was preaching for greedy reasons, trying to get people to give money to the church. Four, that Paul preached seeking to elevate himself rather than Jesus and that he wanted to be the focus of glory rather than giving that glory back to God. The response to each of these charges, Paul deliberately turns the focus and the glory back to God. And this is what we seek to do in prayer, to exalt the Lord as the giver of our blessings and to praise him for his faithfulness and providence in our lives. Paul reminds the Thessalonians that a Christian life is not one without troubles. He references in verse 2, We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi. Also, this letter to the church at Thessalonia was written after Paul had already been in prison for his speaking of the gospel in Caesarea. Paul encourages the Thessalonians that their ministry has mattered, and he came to them after hearing news of their faithfulness in Macedonia and Achaia. In chapter 1, which is just before the scripture that we read a minute ago, Paul says, Your faith in God has become known everywhere. As Christians charged with spreading the good news far and wide, isn't this what we would want others to say about us? Matthew 28:19 says, We are given the charge to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Perhaps as lay people, we may not actually be baptizing people as a sacrament, but we are baptizing them in the good news of the gospel by sharing our witness with them. We are the living examples of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, and we can testify to the ways that we have seen it at work in the world. One example and story may be what encourages someone to make other steps in their own faith journey and to seek that baptism in the water that an ordained pastor can perform. There are 33 mentions throughout the scriptures of the word bold. Proverbs 28 verse 1, the wicked flee though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Acts 28 31, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Ephesians 3 verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence throughout faith in him. There's a poem that I love called Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. Part of this poem is recited in the movie Coach Carter, if you have ever seen that. The poem goes like this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? And actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own lights shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Returning back to the scripture, we can look at Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, which say, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, and neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. For many, prayer and sharing their personal testimony or witness with others will be not only the best, but the most frequent opportunity we will have to minister to others. You might be shy about putting the right words together and sounding eloquent in front of others. You might feel as if you don't have a ministry to speak of. We are all products of our lives and the path that God has put us on to get us where we are today, all gathered here in this building in downtown Smyrna, worshiping together and praising God. Every single experience that you have had in your life brought you here today, and that is your ministry. I was a single mother for 10 years. I have worked in four different career fields looking for my niche. I'm an Air Force spouse. I'm a wife. I'm a college student. I'm a writer. I'm a creator. Notice I did not say the creator, but a person with creativity. I'm an advocate. I'm a child of God who has seen the work of the Lord in my life and in the world around me. I see it on a daily basis without fail. And I trust that God is not finished with me yet and that he will continue to guide my steps as I go forward from this point today to fulfill whatever purpose he has for me. That is my ministry. These are the things that I praise God for. These are things that I continue to pray for. This is the message for me to share with the world. Some may have a bigger platform than others, an official position or an ordination, but that does not make their ministry or message any more important or worthy than yours. As Paul told the Thessalonians in his letter, we speak as those approved by God. We are all children of God. We are all approved by God. God does not call the qualified to ministry and the sharing of the gospel. He qualifies the called, which is every single one of us that is gathered here today. He commands us to speak boldly, to share the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope of everlasting life. Paul tells the Thessalonians that he and the other apostles with him were delighted to share with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. So think back on your life, 
on the experiences that have shaped you and made you who you are. Think about the times when you've seen the Lord walking with you and the times when maybe you didn't see it in the moment, but you looked back later and said, oh, there you were. This is your ministry. This is your message to share with the world. These are the things that you should pray for and should praise the Lord for. Prayer before those closest to us in small groups, Bible studies, and other gatherings is a way to start small, to unpack our message and to reflect on it. And if we can't pray with and share our stories with the people who are closest to us, how do we ever hope to minister to reach the lost and the strangers who are searching? We worry about making our prayer sound right and choosing the right words, when in fact Jesus taught us how to pray when we don't know what to say, and those words were recorded for us in the Gospel, Luke 11. So as I close out today, I'm going to invite you to pray those words with me loudly and boldly. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen.
So as we go out today, go boldly. Remember to share your story with the world. Start with those closest around you and fan out from there. But remember to speak the word of the Lord, the hope of the Lord that you see in the world and shine your light. Go in peace.